Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Carolyn Elephant, an attorney who focuses her practice on energy and environmental matters. She is also the author of several books, including the popular Solo by Choice, and has been blogging at My Shingle for almost 18 years. She is producing a virtual conference called the Lawyer Mom Owner Summit for lawyers who are moms that own or want to start a firm. Hi, Carolyn. How are you? I'm great, Ari. Thanks for having me. It is a privilege. I'm really looking forward to speaking with you. So tell us about your background and the genesis of your firm. I've been practicing law for 30 years now, or over 30 years, and graduate of Cornell Law School. I started my firm probably five years into my career. I had worked for the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission and for a national energy practice, and I was laid off during a downtime. So I started a firm so that I wouldn't have a gap on my resume, and I wound up staying longer than I thought. You are the author of a popular book for law firm owners and a longstanding blogger tracking trends and developments for solo practitioners and small firms. How has the practice of law changed in the years since you started writing? It has changed so much. When I started the blog, that was seen as very forward-looking. At that time, there were only a handful of attorneys who were blogging. Since that time, blogs have gone from this personal hobby to becoming part of lawyers' marketing practices. We have really gone through a period, the internet period, where it became very customary for lawyers to advertise online, to social media, where people are doing a lot of networking on the internet also, as opposed to meeting in person traditionally. Now we're at a stage where a lot of tools that were once unavailable to solo and small firms because they were priced out of the market, like really sophisticated research tools, automation tools, emailing tools, virtual staff and receptionists, all of those things are available at subscription rates and very affordably priced. So just the cost of starting a firm has come down tremendously. Well, since I started my practice, it's like night and day. I mean, back then it would take me sometimes a whole day just to get a piece of legislation. I would have to trek over to the house office building and go into the basement and wait to get one of the printed out sheets. But even since I started the first edition of Soul by Choice 2008, the cost of starting a firm has declined and continued to decline. And what's also happened is that the types of products that are available to solos and smalls are so much more diverse and so much more improved the quality than it was even back in 2008. Do you think the acceleration of change within law firms during the pandemic will be sustainable? I certainly hope so, because it took a pandemic to get us this far. I mean, if you recall, after 9-11 or after Katrina, a lot of firms still were very suspicious or reluctant to go on the cloud or to even use credit cards to take payments as opposed to waiting for a check, which means that you have to go to a bank, which means the bank has to be open. So now I think the pandemic has been so pervasive in scope that everybody has really been forced to come into it. And I think some firms are starting to realize 
the upside to it. I know that there are firms that at one point felt that their staff had to be on site following certain protocols in order to be productive. And now they realize that maybe when staff doesn't have an hour and a half commute in the morning, they have more time in their day to be productive. People are finding different ways to communicate. Many attorneys who have been maintaining large office space which is an extra piece of overhead or realizing maybe they don't need that much space. And I think we're seeing that just generally in the market for space. So ultimately it's going to be the clients that make the call. And I think here too, clients are really becoming accustomed to visiting with attorneys online and not having to go into the office, which was always a pain in the neck. No person ever wanted to take an hour out of their day to visit their lawyer's office. And so the ability to do it online means that it is very attractive to clients. And I think as long as clients are willing to deal with or are asking for virtual meetings, it will continue. And I think that's a very good thing. You are producing the Lawyer Mom Owner Summit on September 30th and October 1st. What motivated you to create this event? I'm really excited about that. I'm actually working with a colleague of mine, Gina Belial, who runs a Facebook group for solo mom lawyer owners. But the impetus for it was, I remember back 20 years ago when I was a young mom, I had a three-year-old and an infant, and I was really working between the cracks. So I would get up early in the morning, race to my machine. And this was back in the day when my mind was fresh. I could get stuff done really quickly, pound something out, then I'd feed my daughter, then she'd take a nap. And we went through the day like that. And meanwhile, I was producing materials for clients, but I never told anybody what was going on behind the scenes because I felt that it might compromise my professional image or that clients wouldn't hire me if they knew that I was working from home, you know, hadn't showered in three days. <laughs> they were up late at the computer at three in the morning. They would think I wasn't professional. So when the pandemic hit, now I see all these moms who are doing everything that I did but even worse because it's a pandemic, so there's no escape. They don't have the two hours of preschool that I have, or they may not even have somebody who can help them out because they may have a spouse who's working in a hospital or somewhere around the clock, and so they may not even have parental support. I know my parents used to help me. Now people don't have grandparents to help out. It kind of triggered this memory, and the only thing that I felt is that this is something people need to be talking about because I still see these women on Facebook groups, and I talk to them all the time. They're doing just what I was doing, getting the job done, and nobody knows what's going on behind the scenes, and people are taking it for granted. I feel as if a lot of what these women and other parents, I mean, it affects men too, but I think more women are just not being seen. And so the main point of the conference was first just for women who are in this situation to be seen, to say, here, we're here and we're doing all this. We're getting the job done and we're taking care of our families. We're doing all of this. And that's something that needs to be taken account of. That's what firms and employers should be taking account of. The second reason for the conference is that I've seen already that people are going through a lot of financial stress. Many people have taken cutbacks or pay cuts at their firms. The writing is on the wall. I think we're looking at another round of layoffs. And instead of having women who are moms or really anybody stay at a job that they're not satisfied with, I want to again make the point that ownership is something that they should consider. Ownership of a law firm can give you so many amazing opportunities to really chart your own path 
and to have a career, to build the kind of career that you dreamed of, the kind of career that you wanted when you went to law school. And so at this conference, we're featuring all of these amazing women who have started firms and have done it in different ways, but they're all succeeding, they're all practicing, and they're all thriving just because they were able to learn about that option. We don't talk about the ownership option as much. We talk about all kinds of working part-time at law firms. We talk about non-lawyer jobs. We talk about government jobs, legal tech jobs, but we never talk about the lawyer mom ownership option. And so that's the other part of this conference is to just bring people together and also let people know that that option is out there. What specific topics do you plan to cover? This is another tweak on the traditional law firm conference. What I saw 20 years ago when I was working in and out of parenting and what lawyer moms are seeing today is that life is law and law is life and the two impact each other. And so having a conference that just focuses on only legal issues or only personal issues really doesn't give you the whole gamut. And so this conference is going to have what you would traditionally expect at a lawyer conference or a CLE. There's going to be a panel on practicing the pandemic where we talk about the legal issues that you have to take into account when you're practicing the pandemic raging from how you treat employment laws that relate to remote staff, to cybersecurity issues, things like that. We'll also have a panel on marketing in the pandemic and woman-to-woman marketing. It'll be talking about what people can do to substitute for the in-person networking that used to take place. But then we also have panels on other issues that are really impacting women and all practicing lawyers right now. For example, there's a panel on financial questions. Should you be paying down your student loans now? Is this a time to invest in real estate? What's happening with a person financially behind the scenes has a direct impact on their practice because if you feel like you can't pay your mortgage, you're gonna take some crazy client into your practice and you're gonna not necessarily succeed because you're representing people who you can't stand. So your personal finances are something that you also need to be talking about when you're a law firm owner. And then we have a panel too on just managing it all. We have people who are talking from their own personal experience about what they're doing to school their children and to run their practice. We actually have a woman who homeschooled her children while she was running a practice. And we have a special needs attorney who's gonna talk about some of the considerations that you have if you're a parent to a special needs child, which adds another layer of difficulty into the current situation. Also, we're trying to come up with ways to make it interactive. We've been looking into seeing if we can do some sort of speed networking. We're gonna have a opportunity for people to do a two minute video headshot. Now that you can't network in person, video is really heightened in importance. And so we'll have an opportunity for people to record a two minute video elevator speech that they can put on their website as a way to introduce themselves to clients virtually, even if they can't meet them in person. I am very excited about the agenda. I certainly will be attending all of the different panels. And we also focus very much on having the speakers be lawyers who actually practice, either are currently practicing or have practice. Then one last panel, it's on transitions. Because when you encounter a difficult situation like this during the pandemic, it forces you to rethink your priorities. And so we have a panel called Transitions, where we have a lawyer who, for example, went from small firm practice to academia, or lawyer to legal tech, or lawyer to judge. And so for people who are thinking about what their next steps are, your next step is not necessarily just opening a firm. There are a lot of other options that are available that we'll be having people talk about and talk about how they followed their path to getting there. 
the speakers are all women speakers, and we also focused a lot on diversity because we take the commitment to diversity and the new focus on anti-racism in the country very seriously. And I think that's also something that people have started to forget already. How are you able to balance it all? And can you share some advice for fellow practitioners? Back then, you just really did what you had to do. I was very isolated in those days because I was the only person I knew who was working most of the time and staying home most of the time. There either people were either stay home or working. But one thing you have to do, you just have to relax and do the best that you can and realize that your best is, objectively speaking, everybody else is freaking awesome. Because I see a lot of women in these groups now who beat themselves up. They feel like my house is messy. My child didn't do his lessons today. I barely got my brief done. And I just feel like just the fact that you were able to get part of a brief done, get your child fed during the day, <laughs> that's a really huge accomplishment. The most important thing to prevent yourself from driving yourself crazy is to just not impose crazy judgmental standards on you. And the second thing is to realize that you belong in this profession. A lot of women feel like if they have children and they're working that they're lucky to be able to do that. And I never felt like that. I guess that's the imposter syndrome. And I shouldn't minimize the imposter syndrome because I know it's a very serious problem for many women. But you have to believe that you have a law degree. You're just as entitled to be practicing law as anybody else. And the job that you're doing is just as good as whatever everybody else is doing. A lot of these issues in terms of working from home with kids is really more mindset than anything else. If you have the right mindset, it will allow you to do whatever it is that you need to do. How can people learn more about the Lawyer Mom Owner Summit? They can visit the website. It is lawyermomownersummit.com. And I've also been posting about it on myshingle.com and also the My Shingle Facebook page, facebook.com slash myshingle. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Carolyn Elephant, an attorney who focuses her practice on energy and environmental matters. She is also an author, blogger, and the producer of a virtual conference called the Lawyer Mom Owner Summit for lawyers who are moms that own or want to start a law firm. Carolyn, as the husband of an extraordinary lawyer mom, I am grateful for your focus on empowerment and feel fortunate that we got a chance to talk today. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.